Welcome to Soul Cravings with psychotherapist and writer Karen Seeger. In her show, Karen talks about how to take care, cope, grow, and thrive through difficult times like change, anxiety, loss, death, illness, loneliness, and hopelessness. Karen draws on her knowledge as a therapist, her own life experiences, and offers support locally and globally, and records her shows on her orange houseboat on the River Thames. And now, over to your show host, Karen Seeger. Hello and welcome to this edition of Soul Cravings with me, Karen Seeger. 20 minutes of down-to-earth talk and support with things that matter. I'm a psychotherapist and writer, and today I would like to talk about pets. If this is your first time here, then you're most welcome. If you've come back for more, great, good to have you back. Pets. Do you have a pet? Have you had a pet? Does your friend or a relative have a pet and you like it or you don't? We all have relationships with pets or with animals. They might be easy, they might be loving, they might be difficult. Something might have happened in your past with regards to animals and you're frightened of different types of animals or different breeds of animals. You might like to have a pet, but you can't for a whole range of reasons. Perhaps, depending on where you live, you're not allowed to have one. Perhaps you can't afford it. Perhaps you are ill or too unwell or too old to look after a pet. Perhaps you would like one, but you're worried of dying before the pet and what happens to it then. You may have a pet and you may no longer want to have it, again for a whole range of reasons. Perhaps it didn't work out. Perhaps you can no longer afford it. Perhaps you feel too unwell. You have to move. A relationship breaks down. Perhaps the relationship comes to an end and your partner wants to have the pet, but you don't want to separate from it. Separating from an animal can be very difficult when relationships are concerned. Animals can be used to blackmail us. We can use animals to blackmail others. They may be part of a divorce settlement. They can be part of domestic violence and domestic abuse. They can become a threat also to our well-being. Sometimes pets, depending on whether they're ill or whether they get older, can also change. They may be okay with some people in the household and not with others. They may be okay with you, but not with the neighbors or with the postman. There are a whole range of scenarios. Today I want to focus a bit more on the relationship that we have with our pets and the difficulties that we often face when pets get older, get ill or when they die or when they have died. The relationship with a pet can be as intense or even more intense than relationships that we have with fellow human beings. Depending on when the pet comes into our lives, they can fulfill different roles. 
They may be the one companion that we have. They may be the one living thing that gives us unconditional regard and love, that doesn't question, that doesn't argue back, that might enjoy our company and that may enjoy our intimacy, our cuddles. Pets can help us keep or achieve a healthy lifestyle. I have a dog and I know for a fact if I didn't have a dog, I would be doing far less of the daily walking that I do. Pets can be healthy for us. But it can also come at a cost, financially and emotionally, because we worry. I remember when somebody first said to me that I will outlive my pet. It had never occurred to me that pets have a shorter lifespan than us humans. Well, I don't know why it never occurred to me. We had dogs at home and they, they died. They haven't outlived me. So why would it be different with, with my dog? Well, I tell you why it would be different in a minute. But let's just stick with the facts. Human beings, on average, outlive animals. I never thought about this when I decided, finally decided, to have a dog now in my life. And since somebody said that to me, um, I've started thinking about difficult things that may lie ahead. I've started thinking about her becoming ill and she has already become very ill. She has recovered again from that thankfully, but I'm thinking a lot more about losing her and what it might be like and how I would like it to be and how I think she would like it to be. So I sometimes have noticed I'm grieving for what may lie ahead and you may be in a similar position. Your animal might be ill right now. You may know that your animal is dying. Your animal may have a chronic illness. Your animal may be aging in a very normal way. Your animal may be bouncing full of energy and all of this may yet come your way. Who knows? And then unexpected things can happen too. Pet owners always say they can feel what the animal goes through. I mean, those are the pet owners who have a close relationship with their animal and who are animal friendly. Sadly, there are pet owners who are not animal friendly and we sometimes meet those and it's sometimes difficult to see and then we have to think what we may do about it or not. Other worries that we may have regards our animals apart from their health can also be things that are happening in our community depending on where you live or the type of animal that you have, you may be concerned about thefts. Um, it happens and again we need to be prepared, we need to be alert, we need to think carefully about what we do or we don't do. I grew up in a village, you took your dog shopping with you and you would leave it outside the shop. I certainly don't do anything like that now. I, I really have to organize my life very carefully and she doesn't go shopping with me.
And this brings me to the other point. Uh, when we do have an animal, it changes our lives. It is a commitment. It's a living thing. We have to think very carefully. Uh, we have to think ahead. Sometimes it's difficult to be uh, flexible and to be spontaneous. Depending on how many people you have in your family, this can be organized. Often parents say, well, you know, we got the dog or the cat. Well, mostly it's the dog for the kids. Um, but after a month, the kids no longer want to walk the dog and it's up to us. Yes, you may have to invest in a dog walker regularly. I have to do this depending on the days that I work and how many hours I work away from home. I have to make sure that my dog is well looked after. The same goes for holidays. The same goes for moments when we are unwell. When I went through cancer treatment last, I needed to be sure that I had somebody to look after my dog when I had to go to radiotherapy every day. It cost me quite a bit of money because I had to pay the dog walker to take her out. It does add up. Um, the insurance add, adds up. The food adds up. An animal, dare I say, can be a lifestyle choice. I'm very happy with the choices I've made and they come at a cost and there are consequences. But I'm very happy because of what I get back. We have heard in the media recently, depending on where you are in the world, it may be something that is talked about more and more, are the mental health benefits of having a pet. We have pets who go into hospitals or into hospices. There are therapy dogs, there are therapy animals. Pets can be taken to school, Petting an animal, stroking an animal, seeing their faces, being close, them being close with us can help relax, can help bring stress levels down. Now, some people say, but animals are dirty. You see what they walk around in and where they stick their noses and they bring this all back home to us. Yes, there are very careful considerations that we all have to make. When I went through chemotherapy and you may go through other things where your immune system is compromised, it was a big decision for me to have the dog with me because of the risk and I had to take precautions in terms of looking after my health and the cleanliness in the home. I've written about my dog and you may know that I decided to get a dog when I was first diagnosed with cancer. I'd always wanted to have a dog but I felt I couldn't make the commitment due to the 9 to 5, well mostly well be beyond 5 type of office job that I had. But then I felt it's now or never and I, I'm not looking back. I needed to have a commitment, I needed to make a commitment to myself and I needed to have an incentive to get through this and basically to get up every morning and to have a reason to go out. I knew that's what I needed and therefore I decided on getting a rescue dog. 
Some people regarded it as very selfish because they thought, well, if you die of cancer, Karen, what will happen to the animal? Well, I had thought this through and you don't want to cause too much uncertainty and change in anyone's life, including an animal. But I felt on balance from what I knew it wasn't irresponsible to take a dog there and then. And you see what I'm doing. I'm already defending myself and I don't know about you. If you're an animal owner, I often feel I have to defend myself and others do it too. Depending on the breed of animal we have or the type of animal we have, there are also a lot of prejudices coming our way. I have a breed that doesn't have a good reputation with some people and sometimes they are in the press for the wrong reasons. She is a little stuffy cross, but crossing people do. People cross the streets for us. They certainly did it at the beginning. If they don't know us, if they have kids, they often do. And I often cross the street well ahead of them because I don't want people to get unduly worried and you know, I just want to have an easy easy walk and an enjoyable walk. And uh, I can assure you my, my dog is, is, not, is of no danger to anyone. But these are all things that I didn't think about when I decided to have an animal. And you learn. You learn your lessons as time goes by. Now at the outset I also talked about loss of an animal or if an animal starts to get unwell it may recover but it may be old age or it may be so ill that it may not recover. Again I can only go my, by my own experience last year when I was re-diagnosed with cancer. Lily was diagnosed with uh, mast cell cancer at the same time. She had been sitting on her bottom and I noticed a little red spot by one of her nipples. I had this investigated and biopsied and it was mast cell cancer. She was operated on very quickly. She was taken care of well before I was taken care of. I needed to sort this out before I could even think of starting my own cancer treatment. I had to prioritize her. That's the way things were or are. I needed to make sure that I wasn't going to be worried about her because it would impact my physical and mental well-being too much. I know that. And when that happened, I also started thinking a lot more about her mortality and what it would be like. I always really think about this also when she has to have an anesthetic, which thankfully for her to have a general anesthetic has, I think, happened only twice so far. But I'm always worried about what might happen if she is elsewhere, she is being cared for or looked after and something happens and I'm not there. She may be with a dog sitter, she may be with a vet. How would I feel about that? And how would I feel if I know she is dying? Where would I like her to end her life? These are difficult things to think about and to talk about. If it was to come to it and we feel there is a very good reason why we may put her to sleep, whatever 
term you want to use. Do I want this done at the vets? Do I want this done at home? You may have your own thoughts. It depends on your home environment. It depends perhaps whether you have children. How do the children feel about all of this? Are you protecting them from the realities of life that our pets are mortals too? I remember when my pet guinea pig died in the mornings I took towel off the cage where it was in and um, I saw it lying on its back and it it was dead and all it, you know its four feet were sticking up. I will never forget this sight. Um, it was shocking but it is a reality of life and I'm glad that I saw it. I'm glad I wasn't protected from it. When our dogs at home died, we had a garden, we would bury it in the garden. I never forget, that's the only time I saw my father shed a tear when, when the dog died. Not for his mother, not for me. Perhaps not even for himself. That's how close we can feel to our pets. So you too may want to think about what and how you want to happen should the difficult moment arise. And I say this so much on my programs. I really believe that sometimes making time to think about difficult moments that may lie ahead can be painful, but it can also put us into a good position when we have to respond very quickly and very spontaneously. We may have already thought through different scenarios and we may have a much better understanding and intuition about what is right for us and for whoever else we have to think about in those situations. If your pet has died, then you will be going through grief the way you go through grief as if it was a human being and sometimes even worse. And often people feel they have to apologize for feeling this way because it's only, in inverted commas, an animal. Don't apologize for it. It's a real pain. It's a justified pain and you will go through the same grief stages as if it was a human being. There may be moments of depression and anxiety, of disbelief, of blame, of nightmares. You might be surrounded by memories. You go down the street, you do things where you walked your dog, you see the toys, you see the blanket, you see the food. There are reminders just the same way as if it had been a human being. And so you may need to think about whether you need to have a little ritual or do something like celebrating its life, whether you have a place to bury it, whether you have it cremated, if you want to have the ashes back or not, something that perhaps is the memory of the animal, whether you want to get a new animal or not, it really depends all on you and your circumstances. Don't apologize for the way you feel. These are real feelings and these are also in honor of perhaps what the pet brought into our lives. Depending on what is happening in your life and in your pet's life, I hope today's program has given you some encouragement and has given you some ideas. I hope that you and your pet together will find long moments of enjoyment and if that time is coming to an end now or if 
the pet has already died, well then, do look after yourself. And finally, some of you, me included, also have to think about what it might be like if we die before our pet does. Yes, we have to think about that too. Wherever you are, I hope you have enjoyed today's programme and I hope to welcome you here again soon. Take good care and I hope to see you again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Soul Cravings with your host Karen Seeger. You can follow Karen on Twitter, at Karen Seeger. Catch up with her articles, videos and work via her website, karenseeger.com. That's K-A-R-I-N-S-I-E-G-E-R.